Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. She's a song on a car. Good day and welcome to episode number 78 of The Car Wash. On today's show, we react to Bafana's triumph against Uganda. And Buchanan has a new club. Whether you are tuning in on slpodcast.coza, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or Mahi King 96.7 FM's Game Time, welcome to the show. I am your host, Aiden, and of course, I am not alone. I am joined by former Ajax Cape Town and Mamalodi Sundowns goalkeeper, Sean Roberts. How are you doing? Yes, sir. Fantastic. Thank you. Easy. I am also joined by former Bafana Bafana, Orlando Pirates, and Mama Lodi Sundown star. It's the general himself, Tekumodise. What's cracking? Hey, what's cracking like indeed? How's everyone doing today? Cold. Oh. Jesus, cold, bro. No, it's nice and sunny it's in South Africa. South Africa meaning in Java. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It's oh, cold, bro. Goodness. No, it's, it seems like it's cold in the Western Cape, but we digress. Like always, it's the time of the show where I pass the mic to the big man himself, Sean Roberts, coming in with the joke of the day. So, what happens when you slap Dwayne Johnson in the butt? You hit a rock bottom. What <laughs> 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 the hell is Dwayne Johnson? That's not bad. You know Dwayne Johnson, Jacob? Yeah, The Rock. There we go. You hit rock bottom. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Oh, it's tough out there, boy. I love it. I, you know, I saw it this morning when I woke up and just scrolling through my social medias and all of that. I, I, I saved it. I loved it. I saw yeah. somebody with it. So I knew as soon as you said the first like three words, I was like, hey, <laughs> I like it. I'm glad you approve. You have you have my blessing, Sean. Thank you, sir. You are. However, mm. from there we move into pole position. Pole position. Pole position. <laughs> what did you say? Who guys? I always I always full of blessings. Yeah, you have my blessing <laughs> on a <laughs> joke. Have my blessing. Have my blessing. <laughs> We're trying to build each other up, bro. Okay. Right. Poll position is a segment where we ask our fans and our supporters club a certain question and get voice note replies. Well, tomorrow is semi-final day on the African continent, more specifically the CAF Champions League. Chiefs are playing Widad away in Morocco. This is a huge event in Chiefs' history and the news of a new coach, we asked our fans, how will Kaiser Chiefs manage in the first semi-final against Widad? And here's what you all had to say. I think they need to be more defensive when they're playing away. When they're coming to FNB, they know who they need to attack. They must just keep it tight at the back. They must not allow uh, Wigdad uh, to score as many goals as they can. And Chiefs must also try by all means to try and score one or two goals. Even if Wigdad can score more than two goals, at least if the Chiefs can be able to score one or two goals. I would advise Kaiser Chiefs to play a 4 4 2 information, information that can balance to attack and to defend. They must make sure they score first, although they must not put them under pressure. The away goal will be more, more, more important. Well, the return of Stuart Baxter has made the guys to be highly motivated. So I don't see them losing the game. I'm sure they will fight for a draw. 
which will suit them better in terms of the second leg at FNP Stadium. I strongly believe that our boys will make it to the next round. Yeah, okay, the Chiefs might just go there and play the normal game and make sure the middle field is even competitive so that they must not allow Wider to give our defense any problems because that team is very, very good on the count. So Chiefs must not allow them to play. They must just score the goal and make sure that you no know, we squeeze our midfield so that the midfield can be strong and prevent them from playing their normal game so that they might just play long balls. I think Kaiser Chiefs is going to do very well considering that uh, Kaiser Chiefs they just recently uh, announced a new coach and then every player would like to play good and then being recognized by a new coach. I think for now we don't have to pressurize the boys. Uh, we are playing away and we have an advantage to play home for, for, for our last game. So I think uh, now we can maintain at least our Katamika draw or Rajwa 1-0. So we don't have to let that team to score more than two or three goals because uh, it's a good team. So they are going, they are now on 12 games and beaten. So I think we have to try and maintain that, that game. Okay, guys, what do you make of this fixture? Chiefs are playing in their first ever CAF Champions League tournament. They're obviously their first semi-final. They did meet Widad in the group stages. Uh, Widad won the first match of those those two 4-0. Chiefs won the second game 1-0. Both games saw Chiefs getting a red card. How will Chiefs manage this time round? There's obviously been a few changes in the Amakosi team camp, new coach and all of that. Yeah, uh, having spoken to um, a few players from Chiefs this week, the difference in the mood in the camp they said it's just literally shifted completely. And again, this is no disrespect to any previous coaches there, but I think sometimes what you see when a, a new face, a familiar face returns, um, is a whole different bounce of energy. And um, yeah, the guys are buzzing at training. Um, I think this possibly, and maybe this was the, the angle, because we were a bit skeptical of why did Gavin Hunt leave you know, when they've got the semis and maybe this was their, their chain of thought in terms of a new energy and maybe this could get them over the line. And uh, I honestly believe there's a possibility here. So, um, you know, how will they manage the first semi-final? I think, uh, fingers crossed, I think we're in for a, a good result for the Chiefs faithful. And I think, um, um, I think the, the addition of Stuart Baxter is, I think the timing has been, now, now I've seen everything and now, uh, I've understood what's happened. I think the timing's been perfect. I really do. So um, I think they'll manage fine. I think we're in for a surprise. I think we're in for a Chiefs victory, in my opinion, and then hopefully another home victory. So um, yeah, Aid, I think it's uh, I think it's all positive. Teko, what do you make of of this game coming up on Friday? Um, I think it's, it's it's a big and a huge plus for Kaiser Chiefs that uh, Stuart Baxter is traveling with them. So therefore, he'll be still you know be able to um see the guys and uh with what is he traveling with him yeah he is okay so it's obviously changed has he got any permits work permits and traveling permits are totally different my friend no he hasn't got his work permit but traveling i don't think it should be an issue um but with 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 his presence around i think like shona said in terms of the mood wise you 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 forever wants to see him you want to interact with the players as soon as possible as a coach mm. And 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 with such a huge huge game, it's your your presence is very important, and also to find out from the guys as well how they feel about the game. And I think I think um, with with Stuart Baxter, I think he works more on the psychological part. So 
I think it will work better for them. Um, he knows um, um, this type of situations. And I think for Casey Chiefs as well as the players, even though they had a bad season here, but they they know how what it takes now to 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 they have an idea of of continental football. So they don't need to lose that side, irrespective of how they play. They don't need to lose, you know. Uh, and away goal will be very, very important whenever they come back home. Yeah. So for me, it's I think it's a positive result in the sense of if they don't get those points, they do have that away goal that will help them come when they play home. Yeah, no, I think it's important here as well, Tex, is that um, I think it's, I don't know if it's been announced or, but uh, I'm almost 100% sure that Zwani and Sheppi will be Stuart Bax's assistants, which is, um, you know, what we've been pushing for in terms of local coaches yeah, man. being promoted. And I think it's, uh, I think it's great, don't you think? Look, man, it's it's fantastic for to have such young guys being in such a huge, huge institution. I think it's it's a right step in the right direction. And um and 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 Sheppy now get closer to the boys. And Sheppy Sheppy's good working with the youngsters. Atta is good working with the youngsters. Stuart Pat has always been saying Kizzy Chiefs need a youngster, so the mentality that's the same. So Kizzy Chiefs. I've uh, done well now, but it's up to it's it's up to the players as well, and uh, and we'll see. It'll be very interesting to see um, who comes in, who's who's going to be announced as KG's players. So mm. we'll be here. We'll be, probably we'll be scrutinizing and criticizing and congratulating, <laughs> doing all those type of stuff. But it will be very interesting uh, to 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 see what's going to happen with KG's. But it's it's great that the the the, the coach that I actually trust and that works well so well with them. Uh, is back into the team. Yes, things didn't go well with um, with, with Gavin Hunt. There's no secret with that. He didn't do well. He's a good coach, mm-hmm. but he didn't do well. That's that's the bottom line. And uh, the she's had to do what they had to do. Okay, so if we if we just you know jog our memories and think about what what was said in those voice notes, a lot of the fans have said that Kaiser Chief should basically play a defensive game, not concede any goals, but try score one away goal. Is it the right move for Chiefs no. to be on the back foot there? No, uh, no, it's it's. No. I agree with Ted. No, you just you you've got to go, man. There's nothing to lose here. Chiefs are in the semi-finals. You say it's never been done before. Um, it's it's everything or nothing. And I and I honestly believe if they give everything, they've got a chance. Look, Sean, I, and I also think that if if if, if you, you approach the game cautiously, that's that's okay, that's fine. But don't sit back, don't absorb the pressure because. Um, Champions League is funny, my friend. You absorb the pressure, two minutes to go, two penalties. Then you you, you regret your 88 minutes of playing defensively. So I think they need to approach the game cautiously, but they need to score. Mm. They need to they need, they need they need to play like they're playing in Polo Kwani. Yeah, 100%. you know, they with the chances of winning the game. If the chances are there, win the game because you never you know you're not you're not sure what's going to happen in the second round. So I think Casey Chiefs should, should 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 go all out. I mean, this is probably maybe maybe who knows if they will be in the Champions League again soon. So they need to do whatever they can to to win it. I mean, they in the semi final for God's sake. Yeah, man. I mean, I heard they got uh, the Sunday off yesterday off um, training today, and they travel tomorrow. So they've got a good few days to acclimatize uh, when they arrive in Morocco. So yeah, all the best. What's the the, the travel time to Morocco? I don't know. It's a good question. A good five or six hours. I would say nothing less because North Africa, right? Yeah, I think it's probably about eight eight hours, something like that. Seven hours. Yeah. So it's a it's a proper trip. But I don't think they're connecting though. I think they're flying well though. I think they 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 chartered a flight or something like that. I don't think they. they I would imagine. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's gonna be good for them. So that's how you win Champions League, my friend. Charter in and out. Yes, sir. Yes. Not fly, Safi. Uh, and then you connect forever, my friend. 
<laughs> you you get there next month on the 11th. Leave Wednesday around Friday. <laughs> okay, guys, let's let's stay with some local here, more specifically national in South Africa. Bafana came up against Uganda last week in an international friendly. It was a pretty damn exciting game, up and down on the score sheet. Uganda did open the scoring in the 17th minute. But a, but a goal by Bongo Kule Longwane and a brace by debutant Evidence Makopa allowed Bafana to claw back from 1-0 down to win 3-2. Obviously, they were without uh, newly appointed head coach Hugo Bruce, who was in Belgium, and of course, missing a few players due to being positive with COVID as well as some injuries. It was a pretty good result for the boys here. Listening to a comment from assistant coach Hulman, he said that there's still some preparation that needs to be done. He says that the guys are playing sideways passes too often and not building up from the back. Is this true? Did you see it? Was it evident in the game? Look, I must be honest, uh, that's more Teko's uh, expertise coming in. But what I can say is um, the names that have been flying off myself and Teko's uh, mouth over the past few months, you know, your Kutumelas, your Klonguanas, your Makupas, and, and they really have been given this opportunity and opportunity to shine, which they did. Obviously not Bufana's first strength squad by any means, um, but they put in a good shift. You must remember it's they didn't play against a, a massive name brand either. So um, I think they'll be a bit disappointed in conceding the two goals. Um, and yeah, I mean, w- w- with what Holman has said, of course, there's always room for improvement without a doubt. But take nothing away that scoring three goals in a national game is, is quite a big feat. And you don't see that very often. But I think they'll be a little bit concerned about con- conceding as well. So. But having said that, uh, going one 0 down, coming back, um, which is which is a fighting spirit you want to see. So, yeah, let's not get too excited just yet. But um, it's it's a result nevertheless, and um, yeah, well done, and, and so happy for these guys to put in a performance the way they did. Yeah, man, and I think also it's 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 always great to 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 build on uh, with a victory. Even 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 though the, they're not so much happy with how they build up and how they play, but it's it's easier mm. to 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 relay the message when the victory is there. And I think since we're in the building phase as well, I think it's important as well to build on to the to those type of victories and bear in mind as well that most probably me most of the guys that were there were also nervous because there is a new coach, and most of them they don't have uh, enough. Um, international uh, Bafana Bafana experience, so mm. so we need to we need to build up from that. So those are positive results. Young boys being given a chance, and they raised their hands, scored goals. Mm-hmm. Just build up from there, and uh, let's see where it takes us. Because we also with, with, with as much as we didn't play like a big name, but it's also important that also we didn't have big names within our team as well. Correct. You know, so building up from there, getting that confidence, making sure that the players understand the magnitude of playing for Bafana Bafana, and and yeah, let's see. Let's see what what, what happens in the, in, in the next game. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like everyone says, the big games. The, sorry, the big names, the big names. But you know, if, if the bigger names are, are not playing and the non-bigger names are starting and performing, you know, who are really the bigger names? So it's it's uh, yeah we've, yeah. We've always said getting these players in and you know make sure they start and then they come in. They're not performing and but you know, as as. Uh, Teko said, very cool to see the youngsters being given a chance and and performing. And yes, not a not against a big team, but but certainly um, a rare victory for Bofana. Is that fair to say? <laughs> <laughs> it's not often you see that. So, um, but yeah, well done, guys. Uh, super chuffed with that. But moving on, Keegan Buchanan, Tex signs for Amazulu. Hello. Um, I sort of saw that coming. 
think it's a good signing for Amazulu. I was also very shocked that he was released so early from his contract from Maritzburg, considering where they were in the league at that time. There was obviously backroom stuff that was going on, but uh, there was even talks of Buchanan being linked back to Chiefs again, which didn't really, uh, didn't I didn't see that happening to be honest. But I think I think he suits uh, Amazulu's style of play. He's a He's, he's, he's a great link between the, the defense and the strikers, and he's a, he's a hell of a good player when he's on form. What do you think, Teko? Uh, I think you can tell that with Amazulu, they, what their intentions are. They, they just want to reinforce the team and uh, with good qualities as well, because also you have your Majoros that have just renewed the contract. You see that they want to keep the team and move forward. And with, with Keegan as well, I think he's a different type of a player than all the players that they have. With Amazulu, they do have the players that have the energy that works so well together, but they don't have a good passer of the ball. And Kikeno will actually be very, very vital in that aspect of this game. And I think working with Benny as well, that might help him as well, you know, come back to his best. Because when Kikeno is at his best, he's one of the best passers in the league. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great move. Um, um, Amazulu um, are doing good on the market. Um, yeah, man. And also, you know, Keegan from fighting relegation going to play continental football. So that's how football is. It'll be very interesting as well to, to hear what he what he had to say about uh, what happened with him at, um, at Maurice because it was it was it was shocking. Mm. We didn't expect that to happen, especially like you said, Sean, when um, when when Maurice Beck were, were fighting relegation and uh, especially in that position, letting go of the one of their star players that plays regularly, but. But yet again, you know, football gives when one door closes, I guess the other one opens. And here he is now going to play for a team that actually is going to participate in CAF. So that's great for him. Yeah, I do. And I follow him on social media. He's certainly been keeping super fit as well. So good luck, Keegs. And uh, let's see how Amazulu do with him in the mastering the midfield next season. Exciting times ahead indeed. It is now time for the International News Desk with Sokla Duma's International News Correspondent, Kurt Backfield. This was recorded in post. Take a listen and enjoy. We are joined now by Sokla Duma's International News Correspondent, Kurt Backfield. How are you doing today, Kurt? I'm good, thanks, Eden. How are you doing, man? Yes, my friend. All good, all good. My side. Thank you so much. All right, let's kick off straight away. It has it has now been a week of the 2020 European Championships. What has been your overall reaction and reviews of the games that have been played? We have seen a few amazing goals with uh, Schick possibly having the goal of the tournament and a few pretty interesting results. Would you agree? Yeah, I think the tournament has started off really well. Um, I, I, I can't quite believe that the, the first round of fixtures is already done. I can't believe we're already into the second round. Um, so, so it's been a lot of football over the last few days. But no, I've been, I've been excited. I think, um, you know, if, if I look back at the fixtures, I think Italy have really, really impressed me. Um, we spoke about them last week. Yes. They've been really, really good. Two, three nil wins. Um, but no, I think the, the, the standard of football has been, has been pretty good. Um, I know that international football is slightly slower than club football, of course, players don't get to train with these guys week in and week out. Mm. Um, but it's still a great spectacle. It's it's just amazing being able to see so many big players feature in the same side. And I know we get that at club level, but it's it's, it's just awesome when they're all countrymen. This is um, super different internationally. It, yes, and it, you know it's that it's that it's that time of of the year when you you're watching a match and go, oh, I forgot that that guy plays for that country and he plays with that player. And uh, it, it's cool to see. 
and these guys from all over the world link up you know for their countries or and i mean all over the world i mean all around europe playing for different clubs and now they they get together for their countries and um you know seeing granite shaka and shakiri at, at switzerland and um seeing all the the spanish internationals from from all around europe get together um but no i've, I've really enjoyed the football um and i i can't wait to see how this this tournament continues to unfold it's unbelievable however we saw Portugal come up against Hungary on Tuesday, I believe it was, and Cristiano Ronaldo did score a brace in that game. However, he has now become the leading goal scorer in European Championships. He has surpassed Platini's record of nine. Ronaldo currently sits with 11. We did mention this and bring it up on last week's car wash. He is only four goals away now from the all-time international uh, goal-scoring record. Is he able to do it with that extra boost of confidence? So, uh, absolutely. I mean, Ronaldo will break that record and I don't think... I think Ronaldo always had this record in mind and I think it will be his greatest one yet. He's the greatest milestone, landmark, um, you know, yet. So I think, yes, Ronaldo will break the record. I, I don't think that was ever in question. Um, you know, I think since he's turned 30, I saw some stat that said Ronaldo has got something like, um, I, I might be wrong, something like 48 goals in his last 48 games. Or something of the sort um, since he's turned 30 for Portugal. So that record now, you know, is, is within touching distance. Um, he, he scored a brace against Hungary. And again, I think we discussed it last week, but if, if Portugal go the distance or if they get out the group, which I assume they will, they get out the group and, and go to the, the quarterfinals, perhaps the, the semifinals, you know, Ronaldo could possibly break that record in this tournament already. Yeah. Um, and he will be at the, the 2022 World Cup next year too in Dubai. Oh, Qatar, sorry. So no, I mean, it's, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. It, it, it's absolutely going to happen. And it was, I think, into the 80th minute where it was 0-0 and Hungary had actually had a goal um, chopped off by VAR and the, the stadium just erupted and it felt like one of those games where it could possibly swing in their favour and they scored that goal and the, the, linesman flag, the linesman's flag was up. Um, but it, it felt like one of those games where, you know, could Portugal really drop points here? Um, but then from the 80th minute, they scored that deflected goal, uh, which which must have really hurt Hungary. And then Portugal go and make it 3-0 with Ronaldo scoring that, that race. Brilliant yeah. effort the whole game. And then from the 80th minute onwards. Heartbreaking just, stuff. Oh, Heartbreaking stuff. It's like 10 more minutes, like last push. And unfortunately... I mean, I guess it was inevitable that Portugal were going to come on, come out on top. So if you look at their team sheet on paper, theoretically, they're one of yes. the best in the tournament. But only no, time will tell how far they yeah. will go. Um, I think the entire footballing community knows about this, and it's definitely the biggest talking point of of match day one, so to say, match week one. Christian Eriksen yes. collapsing during Denmark versus Finland. Um, the Inter Milan star did go into cardiac arrest and doctors and team doctors did announce that his heart had indeed stopped. Pretty f scary situations going on there. Simon Kier, captain of Denmark, what, what a legend. Like, unbelievable the way he manages situation. But also, let's let's just give a, a round of applause to the, to the medical staff that actually resuscitated him, mm -hmm. you know, within a few seconds, you know. Would you? Can you give us an update on the latest there? I, I saw a random article actually by quite a um, recognised website that 
um, Christian Eriksen may not be able to play in Italy anymore because apparently they have some law in sport that if you have heart issues, you aren't allowed to play sport there. Mm. So, okay. So, firstly, I also just want to say that that that's uh, Simon uh, Kerr's, um his actions after that 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 moment were just so admirable, and that for me was, uh, you know, the most touching. That was for me the most touching moment, Aiden. Was like looking at his response and how he put all of his own feelings aside just to protect Ericsson first to to save his life essentially. Um, he, he stopped Eric, Ericsson from swallowing his tongue. Um, he then tells his teammates to to form that human shield around Ericsson's body while the medical staff are, to are working on him. Camera footage, correct? To prevent that, um, then he he consoles Ericsson's wife. And for me, it was just the ultimate act of bravery, where he he puts everything aside. Um, Denmark were, you know, as we we've later learned, essentially forced to carry on that game. It seems, at least, yeah. that's what's been said. That's come up um, now. Yeah, and then you know, when the game resumes, uh, Kerr he couldn't continue, um, and the coach said that he was just you know overcome with emotion and he couldn't go on anymore. And I think that that was just the ultimate. You know, uh, sacrifice really for his team, for Ericsson, for Ericsson's wife and kids, um, was to just put himself through all of that. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, he couldn't go on anymore. And, you know, it was obviously horrible for him, um, as it was for for everybody at the stadium, for for the team. But I just thought that that was just such bravery from that guy. And I think he's earned respect all around the world. Um, and nobody will forget those those actions. Is it? You know. Nobody will forget that. It was just so awesome to see. I mean, it was just a, just great leadership. Um, uh, really touching, you know, goosebumps thinking about it. Um, and, and what an emotional moment. I was actually busy when that game was on. I was, I was you know, at, a, at like a, a birthday um, and my phone was just being hit up. And I went on Twitter. Um, somebody in one of the WhatsApp groups I'm in had, had sent the video. You know, they shouldn't be doing that. But I, I saw the video and it was just terrifying man you know for a moment or for a few moments it felt like we had lost Ericsson um, which would have just been heartbreaking but seeing the way his teammates um, you know kind of manned up in that moment and 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 dealt with it um, yeah just incredible they should never have been made to play that game but what an incredible moment so the latest Aiden um, is that Ericsson is going to be this this news broke actually um, on Thursday, um, is is that he he'll be fitted with a heart starter um, okay. device, which um, I think the technical term for that it is called an ICD, um, which which is called uh, sorry, which stands for sorry. Let me just get that up for you. It's called a, an implantable cardioverter defibrillator. Um, it's a, it's it's essentially a battery powered device placed in like your chest to monitor your heart rhythm and detect irregular heartbeats. Um, so I don't know what that means for Ericsson's career as a footballer. I don't know if Ericsson would be able to continue playing. Um, I, I hope I hope that he is able to. But look, at the end of the day, he almost lost his life. And I think that when he looks at his partner and his kids, um, that's going to be the most important thing to him. So, yeah. you know, it, it would be horrible to see a footballer in his prime have to retire. Um, but at the end of the day, he's got his life. Um, and that's no, it's just the most important thing. I mean, health is wealth and it, it should come first no matter your circumstance. However, I, it was fantastic to see. He posted a photo on social media yesterday, him in the hospital mm -hmm. bed, 
smiling, you know, seeming seems like he's in a much better space um, physically, and he just wants to know more yeah. answers. So, you know, condolences to to and best wishes to Ericsson and his family yeah. and his, his Danish teammates. But we need to move on from there, Kurt. We need to talk about France versus Germany, the opening match for these two teams, and arguably, well, in my opinion at least, the game of the week. What did you make of this match overall, Kurt? Who stood out for you the most? Um, well, I think the obvious uh, the obvious answer there is Paul Pogba. I thought I thought he was sensational, um, but I also thought it was a fantastic defensive performance from France. Um, it was just a great game. I think you know when you see two heavyweights like that go head to head, and all these big name players in every single position, you know, world class professional footballers and battle it out on the international stage for one of the biggest international trophies. It's just an absolute treat. So, yeah, I loved the game. Um, I thought that France were great um, defensively. I don't think that France have to be very good to win matches, and that's what makes them terrifying. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they, they aren't a possession-based side. They don't play a lot with the ball. Um, they, they rely on counter-attacks and, and, you know, with Kylian Mbappe's with Kylian Mbappe's pace, you know, that's how you you essentially break down teams with Paul Pogba's vision, with, with N'Golo Kante winning the ball back so easily, just comes so naturally to him. He's such a smart, intelligent player, mm. N'Golo Kante. Mm. Um, the, the balance in that side, that French side, I just think is... Uh, is incredible, and I don't. I, I, you know what? It's 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 a cliche to say that France is, is going to win this this trophy, um, and and that they are the favourites, but they just absolutely are. Because as I said, now they they didn't even have to be close to their best to beat Germany one 0 and and convincingly. Uh, so I mean, they had two goals disallowed through VAR as well. Yeah. Um, no, just a yeah, just love love that game. Just to just to comment on your 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 view on their style of play with possession, I saw uh, uh, I saw the the stats at the end of the game. Germany had like fifty nine percent possession mm-hmm. and like ten shots, six on target. But France forty one percent possession, like four shots, one on target, and ultimately that's all you need. You know, if if you can yeah. if you can manage the game in that way, well, I'm pretty pretty terrified. Yeah, and if you, and if, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you look at those chances that Germany had, none of them were really clear cut. But for Serge Nabry's one effort where I think he potentially should have scored. It was the only yeah, time the, the German player and he should have laced yeah, it when it bounced yeah, over it was the, the Exactly. It was the only time um, a German player was left unmarked in the box. But that's that's the way France play. Look, they they don't need to play with the ball, but then if they they need to play with the ball, they can do that too because they've got some of the best footballers in the world in that side. Um, mm. they, they, they're two fullbacks. Uh, it's just such a balanced side because they're two fullbacks who, who bomb forward and who are very good offensively are, are actual centre-backs by trade. Um, so they, they are more defensive-minded. Um, so there's not this gung-ho approach to attacking football um, in that French side, they don't just bomb forward uh, mindlessly. They, they, you know, there's a there's a there's method to the madness. They know exactly what is required. Each player knows exactly what's required from him in that system. And you know, this team is just, uh, just looks like they're just going to get better. I mean, the the, the guys that, that France have coming through, and um, that French under twenty one team is just phenomenal. And it just doesn't look like this period of dominance from this French team. Never going to end. And you know, this current French side that we're seeing in the Euros at the moment, they're not the oldest team either. You know, Mbappe no, well, exactly, is, exactly. is 22. 
I mean, I think Pogba may be pushing 30, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, Lloris, I think, is the oldest in the team. And, you know, I still rate him incredibly highly. So <laughs> the next... Yeah. I th- I'm going to... I'm going to put the, all my cards on the table here. I think the next five years to the next 10 years is just going to be France all the way. Like, <laughs> they may not win every single tournament, but everyone will be feared to play them. Like It's just going to yeah. be horrible. Um, Definitely. But let's stick, with, uh, let's stick with Germany here. I want to put you in a hypothetical situation, Kurt. I noticed mm-hmm. that Germany don't necessarily have an out-and-out defensive midfielder. You know, like France has Kante. He, he's all over the pitch, but he he works hard in defence, like consistently. Yeah. Um, they they do have Ilki Gundogan and Tony Cruz, but their style of play, I guess you can say, is is more of an architectural type. So, with that being said, if you were in Joachim Lowe's shoes, you were the coach of Germany right now. Who would you bring in as a defensive mid to help assist the the out and out defenders at the back four? Um, it's a good question, and I think I would actually have. Kimmich, um, who played at right back, I think I would move him into a defensive um, role in midfield. Um, he is, well, he can, he's, I mean, he's very versatile. He can play in a yeah. number of positions. Um, but, you know, I think he's really good in that midfield position in particular. So, yeah, I, I think he would be the guy. I think Germany need to change it up. Um, I can see what they were trying to do. Um, they had essentially two attacking midfielders. Um, uh, you know, and, and Tony Cruz and, and Gundogan aren't um, guys who are just going to get in the box at every opportunity. They they do sit in that that midfield role and try and dictate both incredible on the ball, um, but they do need someone who can pinch the ball and turn over possession. And I think Kimmich, who who reads the game so well, can be that player. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if Germany are going to make it through, man. Um, if I'm honest with you, I, I think if we looked at this group, this group F, which is deemed the group of death at this tournament, France, Hungary, Portugal, Germany, I think that I would have said Portugal and France are going to go through. So it wouldn't be the biggest surprise to me to see Germany uh, not make it out the group. But if, if Joachim Lowe wants to give his team the best chance of doing that, he's absolutely going to have to switch it up. Um, especially when they play Portugal, who um, another great team, star-studded team. Yeah. Um, you know, I would expect them to go past um, Hungary or to, to beat Hungary. But no, yeah, I would I would go with Kimmich definitely. Amazing, amazing. Only time will tell everyone. Kurt, thank you so much for the international <laughs> news breakdown. That was Kurt Buckerfield, Soccer Duma international news correspondent. Have a fantastic day further. Cheers, Aiden. Uh, moving on swiftly. Um... George Moneleka, a lot has been said about his lack of game time in the past few weeks at Sundowns. Um, there's been talks of him going on loan to certain teams. Um, it'll be interesting to get your opinion here, Teko. I mean, I think when George has played for Sundowns, he's, he's done very well. He's scored a couple of goals. He's been very creative. He's the, the George Moneleka we know. Um, you know, he's for, for me, he's still a six, but he, you know he's been he's been used as an eight quite a bit. He's been used as a six as well. I still think there's a massive opportunity for him within the Sundowns team. Um, you know, I'm obviously very close to him, so I might be a bit biased. I'm, I'm very good friends with him, but I, I do think when George is on form, he's one of the best in the country without a doubt. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what the future holds for George. Um, I believe he's got a lot to prove now this season. I believe he's not gonna. I believe he should stay and fight for his place because I, I honestly believe he should be starting that starting eleven. He's, he's certainly good enough. Um, Teko, what do you think? I mean, it's you've obviously in the mix, so it'll be good to get your feedback. In the mix, um, 
Sean, look, I think George knew coming to Sundowns, it's it's not going to be as easy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very difficult because this is the team that actually um, known to be very, very, very good, especially in the midfield. And um, it's not easy as well to just walk into Sundowns team and, and be able to play. And um, he, whenever he was playing, yes, he he looked he looked like the George that can actually, you know, uh, come in and 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 add value into the team because he it, we've seen how well he has done, especially last season in case Chiefs. And uh, um, look, man, it's it's not going to be easy for him. And I think. Um, with with George's mentality, I think he he's ready to fight for his place, and I think that can only help his game, because sometimes players take the easy way out, you know, and 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 also you you when when you do that, you 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 find yourself looking back and saying, you know, I I, I should have if I could have done this, you know, who knows where I'd have end up, and I think this this is this is one of his maybe greatest tests. As he he's competing with uh, with the best midfielders in the country, mm. and and in order to be considered the best midfielder in the country, you need to you need to step your game up. And and George is capable of that. I mean, I think I think in that midfield, he's him and Kotsi are the only two players that can pass with both feet. Mm. You know, and 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 I think he needs to look at this positively as to now that he is acclimatized to the to the team, now that he he knows the players personally. It things shouldn't be as difficult as it, is, as, as it was when he arrived. Because when you when you come from a different team coming to Sundance, you need to unlearn all that you've learned from other teams yeah. that you played in. So you need to learn the new style and the new DNA of Mamini Sundance. And I think, you know, he's, he's, he's in the right squad. And uh, I saw him the other day when they were playing Captain CD, he was on the stands. And John, George is George with his personality. He's crazy. Mm. He's a very jolly guy, fun guy. He doesn't look stressed. Um, but all the other guys that were saying it's crazy, but but I understand why they're saying it's crazy, you know. And and for me is 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 uh, I'll I'll say also with my experience to George is is when I when I joined my little Sundowns, it wasn't easy. It was very very difficult, and and I had to earn my uh, my my place there, and I needed to to have a develop a character, you know, that I'm there to. To actually play and contribute, I'm not there to to just add the numbers on the superstars that are there. Mm. And I think George has the capabilities, has the abilities, he has the quality. And um, the thing is, what he needs to know now is he needs to, when given an opportunity come this season, he needs to play beyond his game. He yeah. needs to push himself. And mm. and I think he, and I think if he does that, um, we'll have a different conversation altogether. He just needs to stay there and 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 fight for it. You know, let's see what happens. It's not like, you know, sometimes it's very difficult to stay to the, at a team that doesn't want you to stay or just to play for a coach that doesn't want you there. Mm. So with, with George, is a different case altogether. You mm. know, he goes, he, he's, 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 he's got friends there, you know, and uh, and everybody likes him. So now now that now you settle in, I think it's time now to, to put in your boots and, and and get to work. And I think he's, look, man, he's, he's far better technically than Mvala, you know, and 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 look at also with Mvala as well. Look at Lebo Maboy as well. They're all struggling this season. So mm-hmm. it's not like midfield. Mamli Sundowns midfield were very very dominant. But it also, you look at the coaches as well. They had to go with 
what they know, what what's comfortable within the team, mm. you know, and, and 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 as well, sometimes it becomes very difficult to change that team because of you're under stress to win. It's not like they were in a comfortable seat where they can rotate the team anyhow and anyway, mm. you know. And I think coming this season, I think it's a fair chance for everybody because not only George, there's so many players that need to step up their game mm. for them to stay dominating, you know. And I think with George, I think he's stand a very very good chance because Mamelodi Sundowns always plays with three midfielders. So he's done a chance of being there. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, coming into his last year of his contract as well, we, we know the coaching staff love George Henshi. wouldn't have been there if they, if they didn't. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot to fight for, you know. He's got a family, you know, there's a future. You yeah. You don't want to be having another, you know, not a great season and then ending up at a, a smaller team. But I think George will pull up his socks. I think uh, he's certainly good enough, and yeah, we should be the best for the next season. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you know. I, I, I had a conversation as well with uh, with um, with Onyango and and Timberzwani, hmm. Dennis Onyango. I said, I said to them, hey, guys, you 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 guys need to understand that you know, moving from Sundowns, going anywhere sideways, it's you you end up regretting because now you're fighting for stuff that normally Sundowns you know fighting for. Correct. You end up fighting for top 80 and all that type of stuff. So now you're having more stress on, and then now the responsibility becomes yours because you're from a big team. So I told them that, you know, where they are, it's it's where they should be. Stay there, you know, fight for honors, you know, win the trophies. That's where you want to be because when 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 all comes to end, you you look back and be a very, very appreciative of all the things that you've won and you realize how many players of more or less maybe the same quality that you have, but never get, got an opportunity to be where you're at. Mm. So I think with George, he needs to realize the opportunity that he has. Like you said, he's got a family and uh, and he's got stuff to win. You know, George, George still has the legs, he's still young. He's got so many stuff to win. And and that's the team that he, he needs to be in, where they're fighting to win everything. I'd rather have a stress of fighting to win everything than fighting to, to regain the status, mm. you know? Absolutely, good point, Tex. Only time will tell. However, it is now time for Place Your Bets. We've got two African games and two European games to predict here. So let's start off closer to home with Dad vs Chiefs. Who's your money on? I think Chiefs are going to win 2-1. Uh, Chiefs 1-0. Okay, amazing. Both, both Chiefs wins, I like that. Al-Akhli vs ES Tunis. Obviously, that is the other CAF Champions League semi-final. Um, Al-Akhli to win 3-1. What? Yeah. Yo, I'll, I'll actually to win 1-0. I don't think they're as strong as they used to be. Okay. Even with the big dog coach they have. No, they do have a big, 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 big coach. But but I think the other teams are starting to narrow the gap. And that's why he's always he's fighting now to have, to sign more players, to spend more money. Mm. You know, and, and, and things are not as easy as, 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 as he thought they would be because he's, he's coaching a very demanding team. For sure. So you need to beef up every season. No, for sure. Everything's changing. Yeah. The first European game, gentlemen. Portugal versus Germany. Group F clash. Um, uh, an entertaining 1-1 draw. Against what? Portugal, Germany. Ah, uh, Germany wins. Look, 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 look. The thing is, uh, Portugal is good. Is, is good. The... Of the one of the most talented teams right now compared to 2016, I think. Mm. But the problem is the Germans are machines, man. Mm. you know, and, and they know how to play big tournaments. And if you remember how Portugal won, guys, they never won anything in the group stage. But anyway, 
I, 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 oh yeah, I they just, won the just, Euros in 2016. Yeah, they won the Euros. They're the defending champion, but they never won anything group stage until they got to knockout and penalties. What, 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 what? Then Mdala got injured in the final. But <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking at Germans. I'm looking at Germans midfield. I know Germans now, especially in the group they're in, they're not regarded as as as, as one of the teams that might qualify. But for me, it's just that I know they'll cause an upset. Not an upset, but they'll do what they do best. I think they'll come up winners, especially in this group, with France in the group as well. Yeah, France. I'm gonna hold that to you. Germany win group. Yes, please. Teco. Yes. Cool. Oh. And pretty interesting game here. You know how England versus Scotland, how the rivalry in all sports has always been massive. There, who's your money on that game, guys? When is that? Uh, Saturday. That, that Saturday. Um, I've got to go England, man. Gotta go England. Yeah. England. Yeah, I, I I watched I watched Scotland yesterday and how they played. Um, it's a must win for them, but I don't think they have the quality that England has. So I think England might might Harry Kane might come through, and then win for England. Yeah, man. If you're Sterling on form and Harry Kane nets a couple, all of a sudden England got a chance there. Eh? Yeah. Just defensively, they worry me still. I, I watched England's opener um, the other day. Mm. And, you know, Phil Foden, this new young kid on the block for City, has now just been called up to, to the national side. He had a ripper, hey? He's, he's yes. next level, bro. Like, he's I mean, next that's level. like, I'm going to be honest, like the third time I've watched him because I've only like watched him against playing Manchester United. Mm. And it was just, it was just a joy to watch. You know, it's, and we just, watched, we just watched the documentary on him. It's phenomenal. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Another really interesting good. fact about the English side, uh, more specifically a player, Jude Bellingham. Mm. Okay. Mm. He can still win Young Player of the Year in 2027. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. Played the game against uh, for England the other day. He's 17 yeah. years old and like 300 odd days. Oh, He's He can't even buy Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing when you were 17, Sean? Like, Jeez, you don't want to know, bro. It's unbelievable. <laughs> However, no. he's making history, and now it's time for This Week in Football History. Today, we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from This Week in Football History. This week in 2010, Sapiwe Shabalala scored the opening goal in the 2010 FIFA World Cup. This was a fantastic goal. I'm sure everyone listening remembers it. It did feature in the top 10 goals of the tournament as well. This week in 2001, Copenhagen beat rivals Brondby for their second league title, thanks in part to a spectacular goal from South African striker Sibo Siso Zuma. He, he basically won the title with a bicycle kick. Um, mm. He was also nominated for the FIFA Men's Player of the Year that year, and he tied in 29th place. And this week in 2009, Cristiano Ronaldo broke the then transfer fee record by signing for Real Madrid from Manchester United for 80 million euros. Um, it was heartbreaking as a Manchester United fan. Yeah. And from this week in football history, we pass the mic back over to Sean for a car of the week. Um, this week we look at Supersport United goalkeeper George Chikova's new BMW X4 Sport. The BMW X4 is a close cousin to the more common X3. Both are compact luxury SUVs, but the X4 differentiates itself 
with a sloping rear roof line that's meant to make it look more rackish and sporty. A punchy, four, two, punchy turbo four-cylinder engine is standard equipment and a powerful turbo inline six is optional and the X4 is pleasant to drive thanks to those engines and its robust handling. Its interior is nicely appointed as well. The lows cost more than the X3, there's less cargo space than the X3 and there's tighter rear seat room than the X3. The verdict, some might find the X4's extra style to be worth the price increase over the mechanically similar X3, but I don't quite get it. Coming in at 7.5 out of 10 and a whopping 900,000 SA rot. The stats just don't add up. They don't. The rating for the price. Yeah, well, it's BMW. I don't like BMW. Yeah, it's just, it's just who I am. <laughs> we love who you are though, Sean. We do, <laughs> we you. really do. Thank and you. as as mentioned a few episodes ago, we, we mix things up on the car wash these days. So the motivational quote, one week is Sean and this week is Teco. What have you got for us this week, sir? Ah, fantastic, Aiden. Um, with um, with Ryan Stelling, you know, having had that tattoo of himself wearing jersey number 10 uh, with the Wembley Stadium, uh, coming in into that game at Wembley Stadium and scoring and still wearing number 10, I think that for me on its own, that's a motivation because, you know, um, he's a boy from England and he's always, you know, wanting to play for the national team. And I think he said, I always said that if I played at Wembley, I am scoring. And I think with what happened as well during the week with with Christian Eriksen, I think we need something that'll, you know, put a smile on our face. And I think this is the one. Absolutely. I did see that quote. I liked it. I really did. Nice tickle. Thank you, guys. Nice he sometimes surprises me, this Teko Medisa. Eh? <laughs> what a guy. He's quite sentimental. His wife's a lucky lady. I can tell you that. I am, the, I am that good. I am that good, Sean. Okay, okay Teko. Thank you, my friend. And Thank you. that is how we wrap up episode 78 of The Car Wash. Whether you have been tuning in on slpodcast.coza, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Mahi King 96.7 FM's Game Time, thank you so much for joining us today. I have been your host, Aiden. That has been Mr. Sean Roberts. Thank you. And that has been Mr. Teko Modise. We will see you all same time, same place next week. Cheers. Cheers. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a car.